Amen. Romans 12, 1 through 8 in the NIV version. The title of this sermon is Fast Your Pattern, okay? Fast Your Pattern. We're going to go deep into this, okay? Romans 12, 1 through 8. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we though many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. And if it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So here's how we got here. I am um, just, you know, pastor's just being vulnerable because he's a real person, has the same struggles as you, okay? So I came in here one day, I believe it was like a, it might have even been like a Tuesday morning, and I needed to go to the bathroom, and I was headed that, that way to go to the bathroom. And the thought that I had as I was walking to go back there to the bathroom was I said, great, I'm going to get a few minutes to scroll through some Facebook, look at some fake news, and just, you know, entertain myself with junk, okay? And I'm not knocking Facebook that hard, we'll get into that here in a little bit. And the Lord clearly said to me, I had been reading this Romans 12 like, it had just stuck with me, and I just kept reading it, and I'm like, why am I keep reading this scripture? And it hit me about halfway down that aisle when it says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So it's not so much Facebook itself, but it's the pattern of the world is, what do we do when we get scared? What do we do when we get stressed? What do we do when we get worried? What do we do? What do we do when we get bored? We, get, we, we, get, we entertain ourselves, okay? Now, I understand some of us have to just, we have to like do something to get our minds to slow down, but there's, there's healthier ways to do that. So last week we prayed, we, we talked about prayer because we're going into a new year, right? And prayer is how we're going to move forward for the kingdom. Today we're talking about fasting. You guys all know what fasting is. It's to abstain from some or kinds of food or drink, right? We're all in that New Year's kick, and that is, it's great that we're all fasting. I was with a bunch of pastors this week, and it was interesting because some of them were pretty hardcore on their fast. There was one guy, and he was, he was not eating none of the food. He was chugging those juices like it was going out of style. And, and then I listened to the one pastor, and he's like, man, my wife's going to be so mad at me because I just ate that sandwich. And, and then the, the, head, the head guy in charge, he brought his lunch. He was prepared. He was doing Whole30. You know, everybody had reasons, and some of it was for physical health, some of it was for spiritual health, but you can get both when you fast. You know, you can have abstinence from food or drink for health, religious, ethical, or spiritual reasons, relational purposes. 
It can be a complete or partial fast, lengthy or short, intermittent. Anybody know what intermittent means? That's one of the new things they really recommend. So like if you, if you eat supper at six and then you don't eat for 12 or 16 hours, it gives your body a chance to heal. It's one of the new things that they really recommend you do. I try to do it as much as possible, but sometimes I really like me some breakfast. Um, so fasting, according to the Bible, means to voluntarily reduce or eliminate your intake of food um, for a specific time or purpose, but it doesn't have to necessarily be food. We live in a new world where there's things that, that are not good for us, okay? I believe we were never intended, we were not designed, our brains were not designed to take in the information the way we take it in. We were not, we were not created to receive information from technology this fast and this quick, right? We used to read it, then we had to absorb it, okay? So some benefits of fasting, it's a spiritual discipline, it helps us grow in our faith, we learn to deny our flesh, it gives the cells in our body a chance to regenerate and heal. We heal, regenerate and heal. We make room for Jesus. Our relationship with him gets more intimate. But let's be honest. Who really, what do we do? We all go to something. When we get bad news, when something doesn't go our way, when that bill we weren't expecting shows up, when our kids do something, make us mad or, 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 you know, let us down. When our cousin says something sideways to us. When the Chiefs don't win. <laughs> Whatever it is you're into. When you find out that you got to put bourbon in the barbecue sauce, but you don't want to put the bourbon in the barbecue sauce. Right? It's so easy to just say, man, I'm just going to go scroll on Facebook and see what everybody else is doing. Or I'm going to go to YouTube and I'm just going to watch videos on whatever, however, and whoever, whenever, right? But the, the problem, and don't get me wrong, Facebook has its place. My wife uses Facebook to promote Jesus, the church, the ministries of the church, and she keeps in contact with her family that she doesn't get to see. I had not been on Facebook for probably eight years. Was it about eight years probably? Maybe longer than that? I hadn't been on Facebook for 10 years. And I got on Facebook for this mentor program that I'm doing because he asks questions and we have this Facebook group. And, and so I have to really watch it because it'll suck you in. And so when he talked to me that, what I started doing, and this is the meat of what I'm asking you to do because the Lord told me to tell you this, okay? In those times when you feel anxious, worried, bored, whatever it might be, instead of going to those things, find a scripture that you like, even if it's Romans 12, and go to it and read it and read it and read it and read it again until it is seared into your mind and your heart, right? Because that's how you're going to break this pattern of the world. We need to deny our flesh what we want what we like, what we desire, what we crave, what consumes our thoughts. Everybody ask yourself that. You already know. What is it? Some of us are workaholics. Some of us are sleepaholics. I'm a bathaholic. <laughs> Listen, I was real, they, 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 they asked the question about, how did they ask it about, one of the guys was talking about having a hard time 
getting his reading in. And I was like, well, I was like, I multitask. And I was like, I take an Epsom salt bath and I do a lot of my reading in the bath. And the one preacher was giving me a hard, he is giving me a hard time. He said, I didn't picture you for a bath kind of guy. I'm like, it's, I was like, it's not just the bath. I was like, it's the, the just right bath. Huh? It's just the right bath. It's got this, it's got the slight angle on the back. I, it fits me perfect. It's not huge like yours where you're all sliding around trying to lock your feet in it. And <laughs> oh, man. I'll stay on track. So we can all do better here. Can you, you agree with me? Is this resonating with anybody? You know, what if when we come home, instead of just going to the TV, what if we took an extra five, ten minutes to pray? over our evening and said, Lord, how about you help us? Show me what I need to do. Because even if you don't have kids in the house, you can spend more time with your spouse. You can get on the phone and be intentional and call your relatives and call your cousins or call somebody that, that the Lord might be wanting you to call. But when we go to the TV and we get hooked up to the internet, we're in the pattern of the world. And it is harder to hear from God right? Because we're getting way too much information. And until we get the discipline to say no, till we get that Holy Spirit filter dialed in just right to where we know, hey, that's not good. Because listen, you can go online and you can pull up preachers and you can find a false prophet just like that. It's, that's how crazy the internet really actually is at the end of the day, because anybody can get on there and post anything and say anything. And so... Um, how many of you guys? How many of you guys watched the watched the uh, the movie come out in Jesus' name? Who's seen that movie? Okay. Anybody seen Domino Revival? Okay. So here's the bottom line. Greg Locke, he's a pastor in um, close to Nashville, and he was very political. He took a stance on he he took a very strong stance from the platform on Planned Parenthood, and when he did, he got attacked. I mean, they came after him. They like preachers can't be talking about about that from the platform, but he took a strong stance on it. So what happened is the more of a strong stance that he took on political things that had a biblical reason to be talked about, the more coverage he got, okay? So he kind of became famous, okay? He got this bigger, bigger platform, bigger, bigger platform. He thought it was all about politics. It ended up not being about politics. It ended up being about, he gave this guy a platform for this spiritual movement that needs to happen, and that is people needing deliverance, people needing to get set free from strong men and from um, strongholds and generational things. And so the thing, what was really cool about it was this guy was out front. He was the face of, of it, dude, the internet. Well, there was like five other pastors from all around the world, different denominations, spirit-filled, that they all, the Lord brought them all together. And these guys they, they, if they would have came out with some of their teachings that they have, it wouldn't have got out like it was because God's timing was perfect and he used the internet, he used the internet to launch them. Everybody knows who they are, about five preachers. Um, I would encourage you to watch it, especially Domino Revival, because here's something that's really cool that's, that the Lord's been showing me. So you meet somebody, you meet a pastor, or you meet a leader, and it's cool when you see them operating and they're flowing in the gifts and God's using them, but I'll tell you what's really cool is when you find out their testimony 
and you find out how far back and what God has done to get them there, that really puts things into perspective. This mentor program that I went to with the Brother Miller, the superintendent, I knew the story of how he kind of got put into how he got in that position, but when he really shared about how the Lord woke him up with dreams, telling him that he was going to be the next superintendent, and that man started operating in faith, and he wrote a list, a what-if scenario of what he would do the first hundred days, and he actually went to his board and said, I think I'm going to be the next superintendent of the Southern Missouri District Network. We need to have a plan to get me out of here. I had so much more respect for him because then it let me know that it wasn't just a political thing to happen for him to get there, that it was ordained by God and God anointed him and chose him to put him in that position. So when you find the testimony behind somebody, that's awesome. So we're all guilty. I go to my phone for comfort. I mean, you know, it's just like, oh yeah, my brain don't have to work. I watch some deer hunting videos. I can watch guys shoot coyotes with infrared, whatever. You can find anything you want to watch, whatever floats your boat. How to make barbecue sauce. How to build a, a shower pan. You know, if we went and pulled the search history of our nine-year-olds, that would probably blow our mind. Be like, I didn't know you was into that. Like, Huh? Or our surgeons, Chris says, if we pulled the surgery of our surgeons, it might scare us. So we can all be better at that, right? I'm telling you this, I'm not knocking anybody or anything. I'm just saying, if we consciously choose to partner with the Holy Spirit, and in those times that we're sad and upset, or whatever, or bored, pick a scripture and start reading it. Even just, because here's what will happen. When you have those feelings, and if you go pull up your Bible app, and you read that scripture, and you read it, like if it's a chapter, okay? I recommend find a chapter that really resonates with you and ask the Lord to show it to you, right? Because all, all of us are in a different season. Read it once, read it twice. As you do this, all those, all those things will go away. And then you keep on doing it until you got that, until you got it memorized. to where you can just, hey, I got a scripture that, that applies to what you're facing, We'll just name off the things because you know I'm thorough. So when you feel the following things, anxiety. Anybody ever get anxiety? Yeah. Just go to Walmart. Just walk into Walmart. It don't matter what time you go. It's anxiety. I have my groceries delivered. If you don't do that, I really highly recommend that you have your groceries delivered to your house. Because guess what? That'll save you about an hour and a half of the week. And that's a, you, in an hour and a half, in an hour and a half, you can read about tw probably 12 chapters of the Bible. If you want to read the Bible in a year, it takes 30 minutes a day. It's about four chapters. It's about four chapters a day, 30 to 40 minutes a day to read the Bible through a whole year. Anybody, anybody started that commitment to read, reading the Bible through in a year? She did her, they did it in 90 days. That's how long, how long was, how much every day to do that? Yeah, I've been listening to it too. Yeah, so you can listen to it. Even when you pull it up, you can just push the play button, okay? Fear, worry, doubt, 
boredom, boredomness, I'll make it words, nervous, gossipy, uninformed, scared, unequipped, guilt, shame, anytime you have any of those feelings. Now, I'm not saying, here's the thing, Facebook and YouTube and Google is helpful. It's super helpful, but we need to go to God and his word first and prayer. So if we need to know how to do something, we need to stop and say, Lord, will you guide me? Because he, he can guide you of what to type and which one to click on. As I've started prayer sermons, I'm doing research and stuff, and then I'm like, and I click on it, and I'm like, how, this is crazy. How did this get here? This is not what I want. X out of it. You know, you have to click it and read it to find out what it is. Because the, the heading might not be right. It could be, it could be misleading. So begin to, when you feel that coming on, just begin to think about, I want to fast the pattern of the world so that my mind can be renewed. Matthew 4, 1 through 4. I might give him a chance to catch up because I had jumped around on that. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came to him and said, if you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Okay. I hear a lot of, lot of grumbling and a lot of uncertainty about fasting. People are like, I don't know what to fast. I don't know if I can do it. Some of us were at a thing yesterday, and here's a word to go with that. It don't matter if we mess up. It don't really matter what we fast. It's the heart posture behind it that would keep on doing it. So if the Lord tells you to fast something as simple, as silly or simple as it might be, do it with an honoring heart, and the Lord's going to honor it. Don't matter what it is. It could be something super simple, right? We don't need to get caught up in, in it being perfect, and, and guess what? We're going to mess up. We're going to mess up, but guess what? Don't hold on to that shame, don't hold on to that guilt. Get right back up. Get your eyes on Jesus and get right back onto the program. It's like the analogy. If someone's decided they wanted to lose um, 80 pounds, okay, that's a lot of weight to lose, right? That's, that's going to take a process, right? So you can get psyched up and you can go, you can be, I'm ready to go. I went to the store. I bought my chicken breast. I got my special drinks. Elena finds the strangest things on the internet, bless her heart, to help with this. I, I love it. I'm like, okay, what's this? All right, well... You go, girl. Um, but you can get prepared, right? You can be like, hey, I'm going to work out. I'm going to do this, blah, 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 blah. It's kind of like a mountain climber who he's like, I'm climbing Mount Everest. I got my bag with my tent and my pick and my shoes and my clothes and my gear. Guess what? By the time that mountain climber on that first day, when he shows up, gets out of his truck, puts his gear on, by the time he hikes to the base of that mountain, guess what? He's already wore out. He don't have any more energy left. Most people give up in their journey at that point right there, and they turn around and they go back and they go right back down the hill, get in their truck and go home. When God wants us to, if that's where we're at, then we stop, we set up camp, we don't get discouraged, and even if the next day, even if we only go 10 feet up the mountain, that's 10 feet up the mountain. I'm giving you that because it's so easy to get discouraged and to mess up, and then that shame creeps in on us to be like, man, I ain't got what it takes, and then we revert. No, we're going to press 
forward. Screen time. According to the studies, it disrupts sleep patterns. It leads to social isolation, depression, anxiety, insomnia, behavioral problems, obesity, loss of social skills, violence, eye strain, neck and back problems. Would all the parents in the house agree that when the kids get too much screen time, it makes them crazy? It affects them. It affects them, right? It affects us too. So the patterns of the world are not good for you. Again, I'm not saying don't go home and watch TV, but begin to have some discipline over it and begin to, begin to let God, his word, and prayer be the thing that you go to first. You all know Randy and I, it's been over a year now that we made that commitment. The Lord told us to not watch TV. Now we watch football games. We don't watch the commercials. Um, we, we watch um, Christian preachers, but rest of it, our spirits are so just, I can't handle it. I, I see the commercials and I'm like, that's junk. That's garbage. I promise you, if you make that commitment to start doing that, God will change some things up in you and he will start changing things in your family, your finances, your health. Every single situation and circumstance will be, will be changed. Okay, now you can do it with, there's discipline, right? You don't have to do it all the way, but just start being conscious of it. Begin to say, Lord, what, what things do you want me to break of this pattern? Right? I had a pastor. We were, we, had, we were talking about this, and there was a pastor, big old guy. Man, I was not expecting this. Just big old country boy, good, good man. I spent some time with him, and he was talking about how when he had went to, he was, he's getting ready to go to Haiti. I believe he flies out tomorrow to go to Haiti, and he was talking about the first time he came back from Haiti and he had witnessed what he had witnessed there and what these kids drank and ate. Chris, Chris has been there. He's seen it firsthand. It's no bueno. And he said he went through, uh, he said he went through a Burger King within the first week of getting back and got his two sandwiches and his drink, and he said it was 15 bucks. And he said the Spirit of God hit him so hard because he was like, man, I'm spending 30 bucks a day on that. There's a lot of patterns that you can do. You know, Randy and I, we've chose, we got in a bad habit this last year because we were so busy. We were going out to eat all the time. Yeah, some of it was healthy, some of it was unhealthy, but we were spending way too much money on going out to eat. So that's one of the things we've chose to do this year is we're cooking at home as much as we possibly can. And we're loving it. Because when we do go out to eat, it's much more of a treat. And it's like, okay, where are we going to go? And you're more conscientious. And when you look at your bank account, guess what? It's going up and not down. And you got more money to bless people. And you got more money to meet needs. And you got more money to go on vacation. And you feel better. Because then you're spending time with the people while you're making the food. 47% of Americans admit they're addicted to their phones. Anybody here tell me you're not? By a show of hands, someone tell me you're not. That who can go a day or two without their phone? Frank can, Brian can, Sheila can, but it's hard. It's hard because some of you have people. Some of you have people that have to get a hold of you. Some of you run your businesses through it. So, it, so again, you have to get strong. You have to get strong so that you can be the filter. They have filters for kids so that they don't see things they shouldn't see. The average American checks their smart time, smartphone. Anybody want to guess how many times a day? The average American checks their smartphone, what's your guess? 
Any other guesses? 352 times per day. 352 times a day we check our phones. Imagine if when we did it, even if we just read, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Dude, the word will get in us and then we will be, woo, effective. But it's gonna take work. I'm telling you, this doesn't happen overnight as you begin to fast this pattern. That's like every five seconds. Every five seconds, and then think about it. That's what the, that's what the research says. That's crazy. And think about, we, depending on how much you sleep, you know, you're not checking it while you sleep. of people spend more time on their phone than with their romantic partner. Almost two-thirds of children spend four hours or more per day on their smartphones. You heard me preach it. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think kids should have smartphones. I don't even really think kids should probably have a phone until they're, I don't know, 14, 15, 16, because it just leads to, it's just not good. And they shouldn't be on Facebook. High schoolers should not be on Facebook. Forty-four percent of American adults admit that not having their phones causes them anxiety. When we lose our phone, what do we do? What are the three things, four things that if you lose, you're going to, well, five things that you're going to, if you lose your kid, you lose a kid, you're going to freak out. You lose your phone, you're going to be upset. You lose your keys, you're going to be upset. You lose your glasses, you're going to be upset. And if you lose your wallet or your purse, especially if you got some money in it, right? You lose those things, you are going to have some anxiety. Someone tell me I'm wrong because I'm not wrong on that. Listen, Randy loses her stuff all the time. Where are my glasses? Where are my keys? I mean, let me rephrase that. She just, she just temporarily misplaces it somewhere. But now she's got some things to hold her glasses on. I told her, I told her she needs to get glasses for the office, a set for her car, and a set for the house. That way they're just always right there. Yes. 57% of people spend five or more hours per day on their phone. That's disturbing. God wants us to not conform to the pattern of this world. This used to not be a thing. 30 years ago, this was not a thing. 30 years ago, if you wanted to fellowship with somebody, you had to... Or... Have a have a cord. You'd have a cord. Hey, Brother Bill, would you like to go have breakfast? Meet me at the Shoney's. Right? I'm just saying you had to, it wasn't so easy. And then, you know, we were more connected as a body and as a people. Which thing? They used to have phones that had the circle thing, and you go like this. And then go, and you hit the one, and you go to four, and you go, 
I'll find you one. We used to have one out here. She has one. A survey from 2021 found that 11% of Americans read the Bible daily. And I didn't even write down the statistics of, of how long because it's just sad. It's just sad. That chart's kind of hard to read. Um, 11%, 11% read it daily. 29% never, less than once a year. But if you put how many times people log on to Facebook, watch Netflix, YouTube, Twitter, mindless entertainment, it'll be whoop, through the roof. So we need discipline. It's good, it has its place, but we gotta have discipline. And this is a simple, just a simple little thing that you can do to begin to change your whole world. And that is when that creeps in. Romans 12. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. It's time for the church and Christians to wake up. It's time to start praying and reading the word like we never have before, fasting the patterns of the world, reading your Bible and praying every day in every occasion is the key to renewing your mind. It's a simple thought. We can all sit here, we can all raise our hands and say that we have slacked in that area. That we have slacked in how much we should be reading the word and how much praying that we should doing, but again, here's the guilt. Here's the thing. I got good news for you. I shared with you last week ten ways to pray so that you can stay focused and begin to build that habit, to build those muscles. It's super simple. We're going back to the basics. Okay. So what I would, what I think I want to do is. If Chris would come back up and just play something, we're just going to take a little bit of time. And what I would like everybody to do is just spend some time in prayer, either down here or where you're at. But just ask the Lord, say, Lord, you know me better than me. What things would you like to see me fast this year? And especially coming up before revival, we got a week before that happens. What would you like me to pray specifically in those 10 reasons, those 10 areas? But Lord, what would you like me to fast this week and just ask him to show you what it is and then just be obedient. Once he shows you, that's like 90% the battle right there. Once he shows you, because every time you do it, you're gonna get more power. You're gonna begin to get more authority. So just take some time to do that. We're gonna just do that for a little bit. So Lord, we just ask that you speak to each one of us clearly, Lord, that we will just hear from heaven and we will hear directly from you on what we can fast, Lord. What are the things in our pattern that are not pleasing to you, that pollute our minds and our hearts and our body, Lord? And just give us the strength, Lord, to overcome, Lord God, Lord, so that we may, we may come into the house of the Lord with a testimony 
of how you have redeemed us and how you have set us free as we fast the pattern of the world, Lord God. Lord, we do not want to be like the world. We do not want to think like the world, smell like the world, look like the world, or act like the world. We want to be like you, Jesus. So I just read this scripture again. I declare it. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by grace, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith that God has distributed to each of you. Lord God, I pray, Lord, that you begin to show us as we fast, Lord God, Lord, begin to show us what our gifts are, Lord God, Lord. Begin to open those gifts up as we fast, Lord God, Lord, so that we can be equipped to, the, to edify your body, Lord, that, that we can minister to those around us that are broken, that are hurting, those that are stuck in the fence, those that are on the edge of the pond who think they want to skate, but they don't want to get in, Lord God, Lord, that you just begin to show us the gifts that we have, Lord God, Lord. Give us all the gifts, Lord God, Lord. The gift of prophecy, faith, and serving, and teaching, and encouraging, and giving, and leading, and mercy, Lord. Let us know these things. Let us receive those things, Lord God, Lord. Begin to just speak to each and every one of us. We just thank you so much, Lord God, Lord, for everything that you are doing. Lord, we just love you and just ask that you just open up heaven, Lord, and just begin to show us, Lord, so clearly that we know we have to be obedient because you make it so clear. We don't want to struggle. We don't want to get it in our own thoughts. I just ask that you just clearly communicate to us, Father, what you want us to, to do away with. Lord, help us just to receive this simple nugget of truth, and that is that we would just go to the Word on our phones, or worship music and stop and pray, or just to get us to where we can just leave the phone in the pocket during those times and just press in towards you, Lord God, Lord, that we will put the things of the world down, set them aside to where we will not rely on them and that we will just rely on you more God because that is what we need I pray blessings over every person here today Lord God Lord may their house be warm may their car warm up Lord may their food be good and tasty today Lord God Lord may their bodies be healed and their minds be rejuvenated may them have rest today, Lord. If they take a nap, Lord, let it just be a, such a restful nap, Lord God, Lord, that they know that the angels are ministering to them as they sleep. We pray blessings over this week. Lord God, Lord, you help us to get done what we need to get done. We pray for divine appointments, Lord. We just pray over our children, over the youth, Lord, over the elders, Lord, every need, Lord God, Lord. And just thank you that the, that the heat comes on in this place, Lord. We love you and we thank you. We give you all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen.